If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune on live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by That Chap Zap. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. There are so many games coming to the Nintendo Switch that it's really hard to keep track. And one way that you can keep track, something to help you keep track, is Switchlist. You can find it on iOS and Android, or you can just go to switchlist.app. It's got a bunch of really great features like what games are coming out every week, what games are on sale. You can make a wish list and a collection, and best of all, it's free. So if you're looking for screenshots, trailers, top games, stats, and more, check out switchlist.app. All year long, uh, people who follow Nintendo news have been discussing whether or not Nintendo is going to be able to hit this, what a lot of people say is a long shot of selling 20 million Nintendo Switch units in fiscal year 2018, which just if you don't regularly listen to the show, I will remind you that fiscal year 2018 for Nintendo uh, starts on April 1st of 2018 and goes until March 31st of 2019, okay? So keeping that in mind, um, Nintendo, had like Mr. Kimishima, who um, took over uh, as, as uh, the president of Nintendo when Mr. Iwata died, he had made a statement that they had expected to sell... 20 million consoles in one one fiscal year, which is, most people would say that's unrealistic. That's, you know, kind of shooting for the moon and kind of crazy. Um, that being said, it looks like it's possible that they might actually pull it off. And the reason why uh, people are saying so is because some analysts are basically saying that they they think Nintendo sold more than 10 million Nintendo Switch units between October and December which is a really crazy number. I mean, if you look at at the Switch units that were pushed previous to that, it was not an impressive number, especially if you look back at the previous fiscal year, just Nintendo was selling Switch after Switch after Switch. And then in 2018, from April to October, the Switch just really wasn't moving as fast as people thought it needed to in order to hit that goal. That goal being 20 million in one fiscal year. So, sorry, I was muting my Amazon device. Um, so a lot of people, myself included, were skeptical that Nintendo could hit this number of 20 million in one fiscal year. And 
now it seems like they've they've planned out their their year pretty well. I I know that they were depending on some stuff that comes late in the year to buoy their sales because the beginning of the year was a little lackluster. But 10 million units in one quarter is really crazy. That's an insane number. And keep in mind, this is speculation by analysts. So this is not coming from Nintendo. We don't know if they actually sold that much. But if they did, that would be really, really impressive. Um, Let's look at the games that may have pushed that. Uh, So starting in October... Uh, we had Super Mario Party, which sold really, really well. I mean, I think a few episodes back, I looked at the uh, the top-selling Amazon games of 2018, and Mario Party was on there, which surprised me because I didn't really... it Like, it didn't latch on to me the way that I thought it would. And, like, most of my family, we sat down and played it once, and we just didn't love it. But it looks like a lot of other people did. And I, I still say that that game would have done better had um had they included full online functionality instead of just the partial online functionality that they did include um then in November so that was October then in November they had a they brought in a big hitter we're talking Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Pokemon Let's Go Eevee uh, those games, I think were like their number eight and nine most played games. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, according to Nintendo of Europe, if you look back a couple episodes, I think I talked about that, which is a really crazy thing to happen, seeing as how the game came out in November. Uh, so that's that's pretty impressive as well. And then, of course, on December 3rd, we had Super Smash Bros. Ultimate launch. Um, you know, everything all year was kind of leading up to this. Nintendo really hammered it home and E3 uh, this year. And at the end of the day, I think a combination of those three games plus the ridiculously um, strong catalog that the Nintendo Switch has, like the indie catalog, not to mention uh, the fantastic games that came out the first year, meant that Nintendo Switch was really rolling off the shelves. I mean... I remember talking about it either maybe the first episode of this year or one of the last episodes of last year. The fact that the Nintendo Switch was Amazon's number one uh, item sold in um, in December, I think, it, or no, in 2018. I, or maybe it was just in gaming. I can't remember because it was a while ago. But the, the Switch has really been doing a good job uh, selling really, really well. And I think that, you know, maybe Nintendo's going to hit this mark. Um, speaking of kind of businessy stuff, uh, Mr. Furukawa, uh, who took over for Mr. Kimishima back right before E3 happened, uh, he's like the, he's a very young guy. He's been working at Nintendo uh, for a long time, but he's he's pretty young when, when compared with Mr. Kimishima. Um, he has said multiple times that he foresees that it's very important for Nintendo in order to stabilize their uh, the way that their revenue kind of comes in in fits and starts. Uh, he's basically said that one way to do that is to make more smartphone games or more mobile apps. 
And he was recently talking to uh, Kyoto News, uh, and they were interviewing him. And uh, one thing that he said is that he plans on having Nintendo continue to release two to three smartphone apps annually. So if you go back and look at what Nintendo has done in the past, uh, a lot of times what they've done is they've had multiple, um, multiple anchors to kind of uh, stabilize their business. So they would have a console and then they would have a portable console. And uh, the, the, the great thing about that is that whenever one started to kind of flounder, the other kind of saved them. A perfect example of this would be uh, during the, uh, the Wii U era, the 3DS was just selling like crazy. And because it was selling so well, um, Nintendo was able to just keep going, put their heads down, and end up giving us the Switch. And honestly, if the 3DS didn't exist to allow Nintendo to do that, we might not have the Switch now. They might have uh, um, been in the in the negative far too often, and it might have caused them to fold up shop or something. You know, it, who knows what would have happened? Um, but you know, they had that extra. Um, extra anchor to help stabilize the business. Well, it looks like what Nintendo's doing is they're going back to a three anchor system. Um, so they've got their home console business. In the past, they had the home console business, they had the Game Boy line, and then they had the DS line. This is back when the DS first came out. And Nintendo basically said, these are our three pillars that hold up the tent, basically. Um, of course, the DS caught on. It got really popular because it was so damn awesome. And Nintendo said, okay, the Game Boy line is dead. Move forward. Now we've got uh, home console business. We've got the DS business. And then they bring in um, the 3DS business. And as you keep moving forward, those three pillars always kind of shuffle around. The home console's always there. But now it looks like they're moving towards a another three pillar or three anchor, depending on what um, metaphor you want to use, but a three pillar business. Uh, of course, there's the home console, uh, although, you know, there's rumors that Nintendo is getting out of there because Mr. Furukawa said that, you know, they have to be flexible. But there's the home console business and now there's the mobile business. And even though I'm one of those people who, when the Switch was coming out, I said, Nintendo needs to drop the 3DS like it's hot. They have clearly shown that that those of us that had that opinion, and that includes me, we were definitely wrong about that. Because last year, Nintendo had a, like one of the best 3DS years that they've ever had as far as sales. And my main reason for not wanting Nintendo to focus on the 3DS as their third pillar or second pillar if you want to count mobile as the second even though i think the mobile the mobile arm of the company is making more money than the 3ds arm of the company um the the reason why i wanted them to to stop with the 3ds is so that they could funnel all of their resources all of their game development into nintendo switch stuff that way they weren't splitting um 
their teams up. And they actually kind of did this back under Mr. Iwata. If you go back quite a long time, uh, Mr. Iwata had basically restructured the company. They had a they had a uh, portable division, and then they had um, the home console division, and uh, those two were pretty much separated, and they didn't really mix together. Okay, and because they they didn't mix together, that meant that basically. Nintendo could put out games on the 3DS, or they could put out games on, in this case, the Wii U back then. But putting out a game that would run on both wasn't something that would usually happen because the comp- the the, um, the 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 two sections of the the company they weren't really working together. Uh, Mr. Iwata, kind of, I think he foresaw what was happening and he even had like a press conference at some point and this is all from memory so I could be getting part of this wrong but he he said I want everybody to think of the NX this is back before it was announced that it was the Switch he said I want everybody to think of the NX as more of a family of systems that we can develop for and at that point he also uh basically this was when uh, Nintendo ha- was deciding to make uh, mobile games, and Mr. Iwata he he looked at the landscape and said, "If we don't tell them the 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 gamers out there, if we don't tell them that we are working on a new home console and we put out a mobile game, they're gonna freak out. So we have to make sure that we when we tell them that we're working on a mobile game." that they understand that don't worry, we're not ditching the home console business. Uh, so he they, he told us about the NX and how the NX was this family of systems. Um, and a lot of people, myself included, were like, what does that really mean? And I think it's just n- like this year where we're starting to see the fruits of this labor. I mean, of course, they are different systems, but there have been games that have come out for both games that have come out on the new Nintendo 3DS XL and games that have come out on the Nintendo Switch. And it gives Nintendo multiple price points to sell things to. So I don't think Nintendo has been diverting very much resources from the Nintendo Switch stuff into the 3DS stuff. And of course, I mean, we didn't get a lot of games on the 3DS, but Mr. Furukawa in that same... Uh, interview that I was talking about earlier, uh, he basically said that the 3DS isn't going anywhere. We're not going to discontinue it. It can coexist with the Switch. And what it basically allows them to do is it allows them to have a foothold in a very low price point. You go to uh, Xbox or PlayStation the minimum that you're spending is probably 200 bucks, I think. If you want to get a Nintendo gaming system, the minimum that you're spending is like 80 bucks for a 2DS. And that comes with Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart 7, like one of the best-selling uh, Mario Karts of all time. One of the best-selling games of all time. Like It, it sold, sold like crazy, and it was super fun. It was a really great game. Having that $80 price point and having it come with a game means that very early on, kids associate Nintendo and Nintendo's IP with video games. 
I, it almost takes me back to when I was a kid, and no matter what I was playing, my parents said, "Oh, you're playing Nintendo." Like they didn't. It 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 was kind of like um, the Kleenex to the tissues, uh, Nintendo to video games. You you know what I mean? So Nintendo having that very very low barrier to entry of eighty dollars means that in the like that's going to grow Nintendo fans in the future and as long as Nintendo continues to do what they've been doing all year long where they've you know slowly dribbling out stuff for the 3DS and letting it just kind of live on its ridiculously large back catalog that goes all the way back to the first DS system I think that that's a winning strategy, and I don't think, and this is a change for me, because uh, I, I I now fully I admit that I was wrong on this. I don't think keeping the 3DS around was a mistake on Nintendo's part. I think that at the end of the day, they've done a smart thing with that, and they've handled it, handled it really really well. Uh, it didn't take anything away from the Switch, and it looks like the Switch might actually hit that 20 million units sold in one fiscal year, which would be a crazy number. Uh, so Nintendo is a three-pillar company again. The home console business with their crazy sales, the 3DS, and they had a huge year for, for 3DS sales last year, and then their mobile games, uh, games like Fire Emblem Heroes, that is just making them money hand over fist. So I think Nintendo has, has uh, they've done a good job in this year. And uh, we don't have much longer to wait before we find out exactly how well they did. Well, excuse me, princess. All right, that story took way longer than I expected it to. So what I'm going to do is take the rest of the stories and kind of lightning around them. This is something I used to do more often, um, but we're already at almost the 20-minute mark. And if I take all these and condense them down, you know, I don't have too much to say about each individual one. So let's start off with Dead Cells. Dead Cells, uh, Dead Cells is a fantastic game. I have it on the PS4. Uh, it's really, really fun on the PS4. Uh, I ended up getting a review copy. Uh, it's harder to get Nintendo Switch review copies than it is PS4. So when the developer said, would you like a PS4 version? I said, sure. The game is essentially the same. Uh, I so I've played it on the PS4 and it's really really fun, uh, but it looks like I'm in the minority because the Nintendo Switch version of Dead Cells outsold the PS4 version of Dead Cells by a factor of four to one. So I bought it uh, or I got it on PS4, and for every person like me, there's four people who bought it on Switch, which again is surprising because there's a lot more uh, PS4s out there now. One reason that I think that this could be, actually, you know what? I don't think that the reason, I was about to say that, that some of this might have come from the controversy that kind of surrounded the IGN review of the game, but that is in the uh, first week. Uh, they sold over 100,000 copies in the first week, and that's just the Nintendo Switch version, okay? So they sold 25,000 copies on the PS4 in the first week. And I don't know if that 
if that news around the Dead Cells review, I don't know if that happened before or after that first week, but you know, part of me wants to say that it was it might have been before, and if that's the case, then there was a lot of people talking about Dead Cells for the Switch in kind of an ancillary way because they were really talking more about plagiarism and video games journalism and that kind of thing. But that meant that Dead Cells got a lot of extra attention, which is great because it's such a good game. Uh, if you haven't played Dead Cells, it is a side-scrolling, roguelike, Metroidvania-style game with fantastic, smooth animations and a really cool, um, I would say, like, 18-bit. I'm just trying to gauge about where the where the graphics level is. Kind of like an 18-bit art style. Uh, that game is gorgeous and really, really fun. Also, really, really hard. Uh, but if you haven't checked out Dead Cells yet and you've got access to a system that it's on, and if you're listening to this, you're probably on Switch, then 100,000 other people can't be wrong. Uh, the game is really good, and you should definitely check it out. Let's talk about... Whoops, I just cl- closed two windows by accident, so let me... Thank goodness... Um, Thank goodness that uh, Chrome allows me to bring back windows that I closed. Uh, here we go. Nintendo, I've talked about this before, Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, there's been data mining that kind of uncovered some Super Nintendo games. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back an episode or two and you can listen to me talk about that stuff. But uh, there's more information that is, there's more data mining that is supporting this idea that we are going to be getting Super Nintendo games on our Nintendo Switch Online subscription sooner rather than later. Uh, This comes from uh, Nintendo Soup, and it says here, Following last week's discovery of Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo Entertainment System, data mines have found more evidence of Nintendo ramping up preparations for the new Super Nintendo service. There is a data miner named Other M, and since that last leak, there has been like some kind of update, which is a little confusing to me because I don't remember Nintendo getting. Oh, okay, I get it now. So, in the last, oh gosh, when did this happen? Nintendo Switch Online got an update um, at like. Yesterday, I think. Maybe it was today. Um, But it brought with it uh, 2.1.0. And it brought with it a couple of new games for the service. Um, And when they update that stuff, people look in the files. They go digging through. And they found a bunch of stuff. And it was new stuff that wasn't there before. So before, we saw games like Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, or F-Zero. But now... These games also have uh, localizations. And if you don't pay attention to the video game industry, you might be wondering what's localization. That's where they are basically translating it into a bunch of different uh, languages. And so all the games that I mentioned in previous episodes are getting um, Dutch, Spanish, French, Italian, Japanese... Norwegian, I think, uh, PT, I don't know what that is, maybe Portuguese, and then Russian, um, in addition to the other languages that they already had. Um, th- that is all except for Star Fox, Star Fox 2, uh, 
Stunt Race FX, Super Soccer, and Yoshi's Island. All of those are those are still listed as Japanese only, and Super Mario All Stars is listed as Japanese and Italian only. Uh, so, I think it's very interesting. I don't think that that this is stuff that's left over from other things like I had speculated last time. I think this is more along the lines of Nintendo's getting ready to announce something. And, man, I really hope we're right about this. I really, really hope that these data mines are uh, information that that is true because bringing Super Nintendo games to the Nintendo Switch, I think that that is really awesome, and I'm looking forward to playing that. And it kind of entices me more to be on board with Nintendo Switch Online. I've recently kind of ranted about how Nintendo Switch Online, they're not really justifying the cost. But at the same time, you know, I was kind of thinking about this today. And let's say that Nintendo Switch Online was completely free. Would I pay $20 a year to have access to these games? I probably would, but the fact that it comes with Nintendo Switch Online makes me think about the 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 failures or the the um the things that are tripping up Nintendo with their online service because let's be honest, the online stuff from Nintendo on the Switch is not so great. Like it could definitely be improved, especially when you look at other platforms and what they do. But if I if Nintendo just said, "Hey, do you want to play a bunch of NES games and Super Nintendo games?" I would say, "Yeah, I'll pay 20 bucks a year for that. I wouldn't have any problem with that." What I have a problem with is paying for the online when the online is just so so disappointing. Um, so I'm still kind of going back and forth as to how I feel about Nintendo Switch Online. But I'll tell you this, bringing uh, Super Nintendo games to it would be a big deal and would go a long way for me um, to changing my mind about the service. So fingers crossed that this is something that actually happens. Have you played Atari today? Music for today's episode can be found over at runjumpstomp.com slash music. Uh, don't forget, if you want to check out the full show, you can come watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can also check out my YouTube videos over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. If you want to support the show, one way to do it is make sure you check out switchlist.app. The more people that go over to that from uh, that app coming from uh, my show and you let the, let the, d- the developer know that that's where you heard about it uh the more likely that they're going to come back and advertise again i i use that app i think it's a really good app um and uh, i highly recommend it that's switchlist.app um lastly if you're looking for uh, a, another easy way to support the show you can review it on apple Podcasts. five star reviews are awesome and i will thank you uh right here on the show uh, you can also head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content like this. Uh, thank you to everybody who's already supported. Thank you to the live chat for hanging out with me today. Thank you to the patrons for supporting my content, the Twitch subscribers for supporting my content, and uh, uh, just about anybody else that I haven't mentioned yet. You guys are all awesome. I will see you next time. Until then, 
stay rad.